Hello and welcome to this episode of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Gregory. This is episode 396 of our little podcast here in the podcast universe or podcast sphere universe or whatever we call where all the podcasts live. Really do appreciate you checking it out. I know there's lots of photography podcasts out there and lots of podcasts out there. So thank you so much for checking out the podcast this week. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, I really do appreciate the time you're giving me. This week, I also wanted to mention that the podcast is sponsored by my partner in crime, Lori. Her site, Ritual Mischief, is actually part of the theme for this week's podcast, and it is also our sponsor this week. So head on up to ritualmischief.com. Lori is an herbalist and creates amazing products using local plants derived from here on Whidbey Island, where we live. So if you need soaps, salves, shampoos, bars, whatever you're looking for, check out her site. And there's lots of great products up there for use. And the reason she's the sponsor this week is she has done something pretty interesting with her herbal business that I think is an interesting approach to how we can think about our photography. So one of the things that Lori is interested in, in her herbal business, is how plants provide emotional support. And so there are certain plants that have certain characteristics in their healing properties and their healing powers that Make them suitable for if you're dealing with sadness or grief or looking for creativity or you need a spark of comfort. Whatever it is from an emotional standpoint, there are plants and products that can help with that. And so she's divided her product groups into five big emotional buckets. And so if you head up onto her site, that's how things are organized. And as I was thinking about photography and I was thinking about, you know, creating meaningful images, images that matter, images that resonate with this. That a lot of times as photographers, I know I do, I think more about subject, subject matter. What am I photographing? How am I approaching photographing different subject matter? Is this wildlife? Is this street photography? Is this in my portrait series? Is this part of my commercial photography? And I think there's a lot of ways that we can slice and dice our photography. A lot of ways we can slice and dice our approach to our photography. And as I was thinking about how Lori's restructured her herbal business, it really occurred to me that one of the interesting ways to think about photography and think about how to approach our photography might be to look at it from the emotional bucket. And when we're creating our categories of photography, rather than focusing on what is in the frame or what was the essence of the project, focusing on what was the emotional content of that photograph. And then are there photographs that provide more support for, for collection and belonging, for surprise and delight, safety and welcome? Some of the categories Lori's got on her site. The other two, just in case you're interested, are comfort and support and rest and recharge. But in defining those buckets and then thinking about what products could be used to support those emotional states or those emotional feelings or needs. If we started to think about our photography, if we started to think about the creation of our photographs as ways to deal with how we are emotionally responding to the world. How are we fulfilling and understanding our own emotional connection, our own spiritual connection to a world greater than ourselves? And I think it's an interesting opportunity not just to think about, am I emotionally connected to my photographs? Am I emotionally aware of what I'm trying to communicate on my photographs in a deeper, more meaningful way, but also what are the core buckets that my photographs would fit in? What is the emotional state? What is the emotional context by which I think my photographs fit? 
And then am I photographing into those particular buckets? So if you're a person who's thinking about loss, like years ago, I lost my little brother. I created a whole body of work around dealing with loss. And a lot of the photographs I make today, a lot of my astrophotography, a lot of my night photography is still in search of dealing with grief and dealing with loss that came from the loss of a little brother. And so in my photography, there's a bucket, an emotional bucket that deals with loss. And in there, like I said, there's plants, there's decaying and dying plants that are a little bit more directly applicable to dealing with loss. But I also have astrophotography where I'm thinking about time and thinking about our relationship to time and, you know, billions of years going by and how our existence while fleeting, how do we connect to memory and projection forward in time? How do we deal with that? And I found comfort in that through the astrophotography. And while it's a very personal project, it's not something I necessarily am creating for the general consumption. When I'm out there, it makes me feel like I'm getting an emotional awareness of how I'm processing that. I think there's other buckets. When I'm upset and I'm out photographing and that shows up, that anger, that rage shows up, how does that show up and manifest itself in those photographs? Is there a way to make those photographs not the application of the rage, but the way of processing through that so that it's a much more healthy response and allowing the rage to happen, but then not being consuming and all consuming and dictating how I'm going to respond to the day. So I think for all of us, we probably do have heightened senses of awareness sometimes behind the camera about an emotional state. And I think a lot of times we may find comfort in our photography and we find comfort because it is different than our job. It's a distraction from the everyday mundane. It teaches us to see and look at things and be more present in the moment. But it also, I think, allows us to enrich our own awareness of how we connect to the way we feel. And so when we look at a photograph, I think one of the most engaging questions, one of the most important questions becomes, how does it feel when we look at that photograph? How do I emotionally feel connected to that photograph? And it's okay to not be emotionally connected to a photograph. That just says something about whether or not that photograph resonates. But when we think about critique, when we think about responding to photographs, if we're communicating and if we're sharing not what we just see in the photograph, not what we think we feel about the photograph, but truly how we feel about the photograph and how does that support the emotional response we deal with on a daily basis. Am I able to get a better relationship with how I feel? Am I able to express my emotions more through a photograph and through understanding a photograph than I could without? Because I think for a lot of us, there are times when we lack the vocabulary to say truly what we're feeling. So we struggle with that. And there's an opportunity to allow the photography to be more about that type of communication, to say more about what am I trying to communicate? What am I trying to say? And how is that going to come about? I also think there's an interesting opportunity to create a body of work around a certain emotional structure. If you're a person who wants to photograph and provide respite for people or provide joy or provide hope or happiness or whatever emotional feeling you have, think about making photographs 
not again by subject matter, but about the impact that it has on you and how you feel when you look at that photograph and to create a series of images, a body of work on joy. And what does that look like through the lens? What does that look like through the camera? I think is a really interesting opportunity for a lot of us to make much more compelling and much more interesting work. One of the things I hear a lot when critiquing work and when people look at work is like, wow, it's an, you know, it's an interesting photograph. You know, I feel like I've seen it before. You know, it's a very good photograph of boat, fern, animal, portrait, person, whatever. And it just feels like it's missing something. And I think what it's missing is what is that underpinning emotion that we're trying to communicate? And so by digging into that, by coming up with these buckets of emotions and how I respond to them, and then how does my photography feed into each one of those buckets can make us a much better photographer, can make us a much better consumer of photography. And I think for a lot of us, it's probably going to be a challenge to do that. And I think for some people, maybe it's a little bit easier. Maybe they're a little bit more emotionally in tune and aware and in touch with how they're responding to their photography. And that becomes an easier thing for them. But I think all photography can benefit from a much more deep, meaningful connection. Because one of the things about emotions is those are truly yours. Nobody creates your emotions except you. And so when you're thinking about emotions, when you're thinking about what somebody else says, that's ideas that somebody else could create. But your emotions and your responses are yours and yours alone. And so I think that's one of the things that can make the photography of emotion that much more interesting. So if you haven't really thought about that with your photography before, I would maybe spend some time to think about what are your emotional buckets that you think you could photograph into that would create meaning and understanding in a really powerful way that you could then support holding those emotions and living with those emotions so that you could really respond in a positive way to even negative emotions by being able to sit with them, sit with them through the photography, and then see how that impacts you as you grow and mature through the process of understanding that. So again, I want to thank my partner, Lori, and her site, Ritual Mischief, and her herbal practice, and its focus on emotions and how we respond to those and the grouping she's done, because it did give me a lot to think about in my own photography practice. So go ahead and check out that site, ritualmischief.com, if you're interested in looking for how she approaches that, and the bucket she uses, and products that help support that. And so that'd be great for that. I hope you have a wonderful week behind the camera. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time with me. I really do appreciate it. And I will see you next time.